Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 523 for the 8th of ER in a regular year. And today we're going to be discussing a really interesting scene in the Bible, a scene which sounds really risque when you hear about it at first glance and might bring up a lot of questions, namely the scene where Yaakov, our forefather Jacob, meets Rahul for the first time. And what does he do? He kisses her. And if that's not weird enough to kiss a girl immediately upon meeting her before saying hello or anything like that, what does he do right after kissing her? Uh, The Torah tells us that he lifts up his voice and then he begins to cry. So what is going on? What is this all about? Like, who does that? Who, like, what kind of man, you know, upon meeting a woman before introducing himself, before finding out about her, just saying hello or anything like that, grabs her, kisses her, and then raises up his voice like calls up to the to screams out and then starts crying just picture the scene if we if we saw something like this happen in our modern day world issues of modesty aside which is its own question right it's like how is this a modest thing to do to go and kiss a woman upon meeting her initially and then follow up this kiss with a cry out to the heavens or something like that and then start crying if we saw something like this happen in our modern day society, uh, most likely we might call some security authorities, right? Uh, or we might think that this person was had some severe issues or something like that. Uh, but we know that there must be something deeper to the story because we know that Yaakov Avino, not only was he a very sane person, but he was actually an extremely holy man. He was one of the forefathers. So obviously when we see these stories in the Torah, we have to understand that there's something deeper on uh, going on. And that's exactly what, we're, what it is that we're going to be uh, unlocking today is what is the deeper meaning? What was actually going on in this story? And so today we're actually going to be learning that there actually is is a deeper meaning, deeper kind of spiritual intent behind all this very interesting story in the sense that each one of our forefathers and our foremothers, I should mention, so Rachel falls into this category as well, serve as archetypes for different types of attributes. And their souls were very lofty in the sense that they stemmed really from these supernal archetypes, these supernal energies on high that really come ultimately from this highest world of Atsilis, which as we've already learned is the highest of all spiritual worlds. So when we look at the story within that context, within the context of these spiritual energies, we actually can understand it in a much, much deeper way. And we can understand that, well, so, okay, so what is, what does, in speaking of archetypes, what does Yaakov represent and what does Rahul represent? So Yaakov, as we've already began to discuss yesterday, represents the emotive expression of compassion, which as we discussed, stems from the 
the attribute, the spiritual attribute of harmony of Tiferes, the merging of the two energies of Chesed and Gvura. Now, what about Rachel? Because after all, in this story, Yaakov kisses Rachel. Rachel was one of our foremothers. So Rachel in Kabbalah is associated with the attribute of Malchus. Now, Malchus is a really interesting attribute. Malchus is tra- translated to mean sovereignty, kingship, royalty, something like that. And what's interesting about Malchus is that although it's the seventh of the seven emotive attributes, it doesn't really have its own definition of its own, the way that the other six do. But rather, what it does is it kind of collects and is made up of the six emotive attributes prior to it. So there's a lot that could be said about this attribute of Malchus. Malchus is associated with with Shabbos. So it's like we can think of how there's the six days of the week, and then there's the seventh day of Shabbos, which kind of the result of the six days of the week, like whereas the six days of the week are all about expression and action, the seventh day Shabbos is all about the beingness, the, you know, just the, uh, what the essentialness of these six attributes, like on the deeper level of the inner dimension of it all. So this is what Malchus is. And another way to think about Malchus, something that Malchus is associated with in terms of the Jewish people, is that it's the, it's what's called Knesset Yisrael, Congregation of Israel, which is in, in a, an expression that uh, that symbolizes the collectivity of all Jewish souls. That's what's called Knesset Yisrael on a spiritual level. It's like where all Jewish souls are really combined into one is this Knesset Yisrael. So when we look at this story from this Kabbalistic, more spiritual vantage point, then we actually, you know, every time it says Yaakov, every time it says Rachel, we're, we're thinking of these things in terms of archetypes, of these spiritual archetypes. So now we can read the story in a very different way. So when the text tells us that Yaakov kissed Rachel, so now we know that Yaakov is the attribute of compassion. And so we say compassion kissed the congregation of Israel, meaning that it kind of connected, compassion connected with the congregation of Israel, with the source of all Jewish souls. And then called out, then Yaakov called out to the heavens. So he kind of, you know, lifted this attribute of compassion up and above Knesset Yisrael itself up and up and above the source of the Jewish souls themselves to something higher to kind of like the source of it all namely within God uh, and then he cried so what's crying so what what crying is an expression of you know tears flow downwards it's a down, it's an outpouring of downward flow down below so meaning that Yaakov or in, in other words the attribute of compassion connected with the made a connection with a, a very deep connection and the connection of a kiss um, with Rachel with the attribute of the congregation of Israel the soul the source of the souls of Jewish people after forming that connection Yaakov ro- rose up to a level that's even higher to his source in the attribute of compassion above and then drew down that attribute of compassion down into the collective soul of the Jewish people why does the collective soul of the Jewish people need compassion? Because as we've already explained at length else, you know, previously, that our souls are down here in this world in a way of exile. We don't belong here. Our souls, our godly souls feel very uncomfortable in this physical world. So the way that we can be redeemed from this exile is through arousing this attribute of compassion within ourselves. And this arouses the attribute of compassion from God. And that translates into us being redeemed to a certain extent from this exile. And so, you know, this might sound like really lofty and like kind of out there ideas when we think about Yaakov and Rachel and all that stuff. But as we'll see, the ultra actually brings it down and he explains to us how we too can connect 
uh, to God on this level and kind of like reenact the story of Yaakov and Rachel through the performance of God's mitzvahs and keeping God's Torah. Because every time, as we'll see, when we utilize our three, uh, three garments of our soul, thought, speech, and action to serve God, we can think of these as being ways of kissing God because when you when a person kisses, it's with their mouth, right? So like a kiss on the mouth, like a mouth to mouth, that's like when we speak words of Torah, it's basically as if we're kissing God. We're, we're forming that connection in the same way that Yaakov formed that connection with Rahul. When we use our mind to connect with God, to learn the words of Torah, we're connecting our mind to God's mind and it's a very intimate kind of connection and intimate bond. And then on a physical level, when we actually do God's mitzvahs, then we connect with God and we bond with God in a very, very physical way. And as we'll see, the ultra Rabbi says, well, this is true of all mitzvahs. There's a special place for this when it comes to um, staka, when we do the mitzvah of staka, because that's like God's, uh, it, staka is like kind of like the epitome of all the mitzvahs because staka, giving charity, is associated with chesed, with the attribute of chesed, which is that first primordial emotive attribute which is like sort of like where all the other emotive attributes come from it's like god's quint quintessential emotive attribute so when we do um stucca we're connecting with god on this very physical level our physicality is connecting with god by way of the way that it's described is by way of by virtue of like it's like a, a hug it's like god is hugging us like it says that he hugged me with his right side because the right side is associated with this attribute of chesed so with all of this being said i know there's a long introduction here um let's get into the text and see how the ultra Rebbe goes through all of this in a step-by-step -step way and for context we're in the middle of chapter 45 today of Likutam Marim, and we're actually going to complete chapter 45 today. So beginning with this verse, this verse about Yaakov kissing Rachel, in Hebrew it's Vishak Yaakov Rachel, which comes from Breshis chapter 29 verse 11. And while the altar about link quotes the first part there, uh, I'll read you the full pasuk for context. It says, So a few things happened here. So, and Yaakov kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. So we're going to break down what each one of these things mean. What is Yaakov? What is Rachel? What is this lifting up of his voice? And what is the weeping all about? So the altar explains that, first of all, Rachel. Let's start with Rachel. So Rachel as we is spoken about in numerous places in Jewish literature, is really representative of the Knesset Yisrael, the community of Israel, which what is the Knesset Yisrael? This is the source of all Jewish souls. And Yaakov, on the other hand, in his supernal attribute above is the attribute of Rachamim, of compassion, that is found in Atzillus. So Atzillus is the highest of all realms. And this is the source of where Yaakov comes from. This is like the representation of Yaakov above. And so um, Yaakov is the one that has this ability to be able to arouse mercy for the Knesset Yisrael, for the collectivity of the Jewish people. So this is why they make like a really good pair because there's Yaakov, which is mercy, and then Rachel, which is the collectivity of the Jewish people. So Yaakov arouses mercy for the Jewish people. Okay, so now that's why we have Yaakov and Rachel. Now, what's this deal with Yaakov raising up his voice? So he raised his voice. It's like this imagery of lifting upwards. So it was like Yaakov was basically going upwards, elevating himself to his source in these higher 
compassions, like in this level of the supernal compassion in this level of Atsilas, which is called, what is it there? What is what is this attribute of mercy called there? It's called Av HaRachamim. This is the father of mercies, and this is the source, source of all mercies. So it's like really, get, really getting to the root source of the mercies. And then what did he do after looking up and, or, or rather calling up? Then he cried. So he, he wept. Why did he cry? What was that about? And so the crying was in order to awaken and in order to draw down from these supernal mercies, from these very, very high up lofty mercies, and to draw it down into all of the souls of the of the Jewish people, of, of the collectivity of, of the souls of Israel, in order to raise them up out of their exile and in order to unify them with true unity, with 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 real unity with God in a way of a kiss. So it's like, if you think about again, so now we go back to a kiss. What is a kiss? A kiss is unity. You're uniting mouth to mouth. So this is the idea of a kiss is not only when you kiss is the, is the, are the, uh, the lips touching, but it actually there's an exchange of breath that happens. So there's a unit unity of a connecting of spirit to spirit, as it says. And then the altar Rabbi here brings a verse from Shir Hashirim, which is a very there's a lot of imagery that's very pertinent to these ideas in Shir Hashirim. This is the verse very right at the beginning. This is from chapter one, verse two, which says Yeshkeni when pihu. So let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. So there's this imagery involved regarding God that has to do with kissing. So what does this mean? How do we kiss God? What when do we kiss God? So this is the idea of whenever we speak, when we talk about halacha, for example, and uh, and talk about godly ideas, then this is where we are connecting our speech with God's speech because God's speech is halacha. So we're connecting our speech to God's speech. So that's a type of kiss that we're kissing God. And so too, if we connect our thoughts to the, to God's thoughts. So if we think about Torah, the same thing happens. And so too, when it comes to action. So again, remember, we have these three garments of the soul. There's thought, speech, and action. So we talked about speech. We talked about thought. Now we're going to talk about action, that when we actually do the mitzvahs, then, and especially the mitzvah of tzedakah and, and mitzvahs involving lo- give, loving kindness and giving, um, these have to do with us being able, able to connect our action with God's action. Because we know that there's this principle that the uh, that and this comes from Tikkun Zohar, where it says that Chesed is the right arm. So it's like Chesed is connected to the right side, and Chesed, when Hashem does Chesed to us, this is as if He's actually hugging us. And this is uh, and this is illustrated again in Shirashirim in chapter two, verse six, where it says so that it says that his right arm embraced me, his right arm hugged me. So there's something about that right arm that has to do with hugging. And so when we are involved with uh, learning Torah, so just to recap, this is what the altar is doing now, is when we involve ourselves in Torah, when it comes to our speech or when it comes to our thoughts, when we really meditate and think about God and we really talk about God and Torah and all those things, then this is like we're kissing God because we're connecting our speech and we're connecting our thoughts with God. And so too, when we involve ourselves with uh, with God's mitzvahs, when we actually perform God's mitzvahs in a physical way, this is like God is hugging us because there's, there's an aspect of chesed to it, especially when we give tzedakah, which is considered like the highest form of a mitzvah, is giving tzedakah, doing uh, good deeds, acts of charity, acts of loving kindness, and through that, and all of that. And now the altar over here concludes, and he says that through this, through 
attaining this aspect of focusing on the rachamim, on compassion, then we can actually come to the level of avaraba, which is, we talked about, this is the great love. This is the highest form of love that we discussed earlier, and it can become revealed in a person's heart. As is written, Le-Yakov asher pada et Avraham. So this is a verse from Yeshayahu, chapter 29, verse 22, where it says that Yaakov redeemed Avraham. And so what does this mean that Yaakov redeemed Avraham? So Avraham is considered the attribute of chesed and of loving kindness and love. And Yaakov, as we've been discussing today, is the attribute of compassion. So even though we've been focusing today about this attribute of compassion as an alternate form of serving God that really has nothing to do with love and fear. So it's not that it actually has nothing to do with it. It actually has a lot to do with love and fear of, of God. But um, not only that, it actually um, can lead to love because compassion itself can lead to to redeeming love. And then the ultra says that this is explained elsewhere at length. So that's the end of the section. And so just to recap, so today, the subject of today was really all about compassion and really all about how compassion can be a really great way to connect to God and to serve God. And this is really illustrated in the story of Yaakov kissing Rachel, because when Yaakov kissed Rachel, this wasn't just like a you know, interesting romantic story that is just like placed in the Bible kind of haphazardly, but there was a lot of spiritual things going on because Rachel is the uh, Knesset Yisrael, the collectivity of the Jewish souls. Yaakov is the attribute of compassion. And so when he so when he saw her, first of all, he lifted up his voice on high. So he tapped into his source. He tapped into the source of compassion on high. And then he drew down from there through his crying. He drew it down into this world, into, and then he kissed Rachel to make a real connection so that this attribute of compassion would now be associated with the Jewish people. And like, and then how, what does this mean? This sounds really esoteric maybe, and kind of like very abstract, though it is a very beautiful story. What does this mean to us practically is that through arousing this attribute of compassion within ourselves, and we can really think about the fact that it, it, it is something to be compassionate about, that our soul, our godly soul, that has that spark of godliness in it, that spark of godliness came down through a really big journey that's like really depressing for it. It's really not meant to be here. This is not, this state of exile is not the proper home for the our godly souls, for that spark of godliness here. So that's something that we really want to feel compassion over and we want God to feel compassionate about it. And then in order to connect our selves, our compassion with God's compassion is we do his will, right? And when we do his will, we can do that through using the three different garments of our soul. We can use the garment of thought, speech, and action. So when we connect our thoughts and our speech to God's thoughts and speech, so when we think about Torah, when we speak about Torah, then that actually is like us kissing God the way that Yaakov kissed Rachel. And when we actually do physical mitzvahs, especially the mitzvahs involving staka and chesed, which are really the ultimate mitzvahs that we want to do, this is like hugging God. And this is like accepting a hug, hug from God because we know that the attribute of chassid is very much associated with the right side and with hugging. So uh, that is it for today. And we will move on to chapter 46 tomorrow. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak ben Benyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. 
To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.